you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Hellman. happy fall it is officially fall in connecticut and i feel like i am in a long episode of gilmore girls we went to fan fest last week and then we went pumpkin patch picking. And then this weekend, I'm going to Minx to Sinks, the flea market. And the next day, I'm going to Ambler Farms Farm Day. It has been real. The town has a small gazebo where they have all sorts of farmers markets and flea markets and people selling things and all sorts of charming stuff, which is really helping to offset all the trauma and drama. I still have the squirrels. I still have the mice. I still have contractors in my house. I mean, all I needed to do was paint and put up a little wallpaper and it's been a month and a half and they're still here every day. <laughs> and, you know, they're very friendly guys, but it's getting really tough to be living in dust and to not feel at home and to feel like every morning, uh, six days a week, bright and early between 7.30 a.m. and 8 a.m., they come knocking on the door and the house is not that big, people. I think I could have painted it single-handedly in this time. I really appreciate that they're taking their time, but time to leave. You know, I, of course, have painting and handyman teams in the city, but I decided let me use someone new. Let me try out something different in Connecticut because I'm going to grow my business out here. And I'd also like to, you know, be introduced to a new team that could help me out here. Oh, my goodness. We're navigating, navigating things. I hope you're doing a little bit better than I am. And I hope to be doing a little bit better than I am now in just a couple of weeks. I do see the light at the end of the tunnel but it's very dim and it's just barely flickering and it's cold. And I've got this cute little cottage, this cute little squirrel and mouse infested cottage behind my house and the heat is not turning on. Good thing there's a wood stove, but I don't know the first thing about lighting a wood stove. I have a whole bunch of logs out back. I'm going to figure it out, everyone. Don't you worry about me. This city slicker is going to call someone who will show her how to do all these things. 
<laughs> All right. Well, the exciting news is while I've been unpacking and surviving but not thriving, you've been sending me lots of amazing questions. So guys, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see behind me that this cabin is looking pretty bleak. I haven't had a second to style it. Uh, I've been worried about styling it because there's more sanding and drilling and dust to come. I don't want to unpack everything if they're just going to make it dusty. But for today, I have this tranquil sanctuary. I have a full mailbag and I have the bandwidth to answer your questions. So thank you so much for sending them in. If you have a question, head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. There you'll see a little button that says submit a question to the show. You fill out the form, you attach some pictures, and you will be good to go. And I will be answering your question in no time. Without further ado, let me check it out. Oh, one more thing. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see behind me that there's glare from my other monitor. You'll see that I'm going to be looking at my other monitor when I'm actually answering these questions as I scroll through the pictures. And it's just because I'm tired, right? I could make a more attractive backdrop that wouldn't have glare, but I just don't have the energy. And the exciting news is that you can see out into the wilderness of my backyard. And you'll probably see, if you're watching on YouTube, a fox or a wolf. They are regular everyday sightings for me. So enjoy. Enjoy any surprise visitors who might wander by. I'm just waiting for one of those black bears to meander. Um, we'll see. You'll definitely see flying squirrels, right? That we already know. All right. My first question has come all the way from London, Ontario, Canada, and Kaylin is writing. Kaylin says, Betsy, this is a follow-up to my last question, which I asked, but this one is about window treatments. Kaylin's previous question, as you remember from last week, was about shiplap. As you can see in the pictures I've provided, the window casing and baseboards have been removed and they need to be replaced. The previous ones were unusable. What should I go for? Should I use standard square primed MDF baseboard four inches height or more? Or should I go for something with curves? Thanks, Kaylin. Well, Kaylin, I'm very familiar with your space after your last question. And you know, this space, if you don't remember, is kind of an attic type space. It's peaked on both sides and it has shiplap on the sides, all four walls and on the ceilings. And it's kind of a three part vaulted ceiling. That's a lot of shiplap. I think introducing curves may feel a little arbitrary and inorganic in this space. I would certainly do so as you're bringing in furniture, artwork, because there are so many straight lines that it's a little overwhelming, frankly. We definitely want to break those up with some soft edges like fabric on the Roman shade or, um, you know, a kind of more curvilinear pattern on the rug. But... For me, the baseboards are not a place to do this. You know, the ceilings are relatively low, and I think we just keep it really simple. I think like something like a straight two by four for the baseboard would be perfect. Maybe something slightly skinnier for around the doors and the windows, 
only because we've got the outlets right there and I don't want you to have to move an outlet to accommodate larger trim. But my advice to you is just keep it really simple and bring the flair, bring the visual interest with the accessories and furnishings. Kaylin, that was such a quick and easy answer. Now I'm going to keep it moving and we're going to go right to our next question. My next question comes from Mansfield, Texas, and Jasmine is writing in. Jasmine says, hello, Betsy. I love your podcast. I love to hear that, Jasmine. You write, thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge on interior design. My burning question is about picture lights. I put together a gallery wall in my entryway. Please see the photo I've attached. I would love to install picture lights over this gallery wall. I'm not sure if I should get four picture lights and install them directly over the top of each picture or only install three in between each picture. All the photos that I have have one picture light over one photo, but since I have four photos over the top, I'm wondering if it would look weird with four lights instead of three. The thought has me second guessing doing the picture lights all together. I love the look of them and think that they offer a more upscale look to my space. In your opinion, what is best? Well, Jasmine, as you know, I do have a strong opinion and this one, well, it may sting a little. I love a good picture light. I think that they can really enhance the look of an image. They can draw your eye to the look of an image. It can be a really nice way to provide illumination like a wall sconce that's just more subtle than a wall sconce because it's directed down towards the picture versus providing atmospheric light. I love wall lamps because they don't always have to be hardwired. Some can be plug-in, some can be battery operated. So I do think there are a lot of times and places for art lights above pictures. However, the thing that determines it for me is not necessarily the architecture. The thing that determines whether or not a picture gets a light, in my humble opinion, is whether or not that picture is very special. You know, if I'm going to illuminate something, if I'm going to put a spotlight on something, it needs to be really special. You have a gallery wall of, they're probably 20 by 20 inch frames, maybe 24 by 24 inch. It's a thin black frame with a very chunky, probably four inch mat. And inside you have black and white pictures of your family and you have three rows of four. Okay, so that kind of paints the picture for those of you listening and not watching on YouTube. My concern, while these pictures are very special, I mean, what could be more special than a gallery wall of family photos? I do think photos in general are slightly more pedestrian than, say, an oil painting, a very special drawing, Typically, a picture light may be used to enhance your ability to see the picture. And in this case, all the images are very clear. I actually think a picture light would detract from these images. I think the last thing we need here is more multiples, right? We already have three rows of four, and then we're going to add another row of picture lights. And this is in the entryway where it could start to be a little cluttered, a little visually chaotic. We don't need too many things. We don't need to gild the lily. 
Now, of course, they do make really long picture lights and you could just do one centered over the whole space. But my concern is that these just feel like not the right artwork for a picture light. I also worry that the glass right now has a lot of glare and there's no light directly on it. You have a chandelier in the entryway, but it's up high. But already I see just a ton of glare, which is causing me to not be able to see the picture all that well. The more that you spotlight these, the less I'll be able to see the image. Unlike an oil painting, where it will actually help to highlight the 3D effects of the oil popping off the canvas. When you're thinking of installing a picture light or not, I want you to think, is this picture truly special? Is this picture light going to enhance the picture or actually detract from it because it's going to be visually chaotic and cast a lot more glare? Therefore, you know my vote. My vote in this moment is absolutely no picture light. There's lots of other ways that you can make this space feel more elevated. I think for sure you're going to need a nice big rug. I love the idea of the black bench you have under the black frames. I would, of course, center it. And it is a lot of black. So consider breaking up all this sort of hard black material, be it the wooden bench or the picture frames, with something soft like a lumbar pillow whose color or textural pattern might relate back to the rug. There's lots of ways to elevate this space. And the picture light, in my humble opinion, is not the right answer. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and the Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. All right, let's move to my next question. Guys, you're catching me at a very vulnerable time, right? You know that every day when I leave my squirrel-infested cottage to head to my house that is covered in dust, covered in drop cloths, ladders as far as the eye can see, no systems, total chaos, I'm on edge. My nerves are frayed. And if you're sending me in a question in the next month or so, just be prepared for more smackdowns than normal. I need a massage. I need a long soak in a tub. I need to probably get out there and storm around some nature. But for right now, I'm just surviving. 
surviving and answering questions. Next one. Next one comes from Clifton Springs, New York. And Hannah has written, Hannah writes, hi, Betsy. Thank you for putting out your podcast. Design challenge people like myself can learn lots. And I just ordered your book. I'm building a new house and I need help with my kitchen. Attached is my inspiration photo for how I want my kitchen to look. You'll also see renderings of what my kitchen is expected to look like. How do you feel about the different colored countertops? My big dilemma is the blue cabinets. I can't afford the tall cabinet like the inspiration photo has, but I will be doing a built-in drywalled pantry instead. Does it look odd to have those pantry doors be blue? I'm hoping to make the pantry doors look like the cabinets. Should I just make the fridge surround the same color as the rest of the cabinets and put a normal white door on my pantry? I will have reclaimed beams for trim around the openings between the rooms, but I'm not sure what color stain to go on with these. What do you think? What should I do with the floors? I like the idea of a wood floor, but is this too much wood? I was trying to create some contrast with the cabinets as light maple with little grain versus a medium toned floor that would show more grain and texture. We have a butcher block that my husband built that is wood and it will be used in the space as well. I am going for airy farmhouse. I realize that farmhouse is past its prime, but it's my dream home and I am a dairy farmer. Please answer whichever questions you have time for. Thank you, Hannah. All right, well, let's get into it, Hannah. You know, the bottom line is you guys are listening to this podcast and you're thinking about your own dream homes, trying to decide what should I choose. I'm designing my dream home right now, and I will tell you, as you've probably heard if you're a premium member listening to my design diaries where I describe the challenges I'm facing designing my own home, that I am breaking a lot of my rules. Remember the Skittles effect where I say you should only be able to see two Roy G. Biv colors when you're looking in a space in terms of wall tone, but, you know, of course, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do something very different. Uh, and I'm breaking the rules in other ways too. So I love what Hannah said at the very end, that this is her dream house. And even though the trend may be over, she's going to embrace it because it's her personal style. I feel the same way. I am using some colors in my space that other people may feel are outdated. I am using this really deep plum purple. I'm using navy aqua, teal, a little bit of sage green, and then I'm using this tamarind orange velvet. Run, husband, run. After hearing all of this, you don't, <laughs> you can't handle the truth. My husband doesn't know I'm going to be using all these colors. He did give me carte blanche and I am using that carte. Anyway, uh, so I don't give a lick about trends when I'm designing for myself personally. If I decide that my look has changed later, well, I'll swap something out. But for now, I'm making all my dreams come true. The key with breaking interior design rules is you must first know them so that you can break them in a really conscious way. So I happen to know that I am using too many colors for my wall paint. But one of the colors, this kind of buff yellow, Hawthorne yellow for Benjamin Moore, I am considering a neutral. And I'm actually using it all the way up the stairs, all the way down the hallway, all the way down my second hallway. It is my neutral. So, um, you know, take my advice when you listen to the podcast, but also take it with a grain of salt. This is truly your space, and I want you to make it your own. 
All right. So let's get to your pictures, Hannah, because I do have some thoughts. So yes, you've sent in a picture of this inspiration kitchen, which is beautiful. It has some black cabinetry, including a black island, a black pantry, black surround around the fridge, as well as cabinets on top of the fridge. Then it has black countertops with like a warm maple cabinetry otherwise. And then the island, instead of having that same black countertop on the black island cabinets, has like a white marble effect. Then it does have maple colored stools. And then the floor, rather than being that warm wood color, is almost an ashy gray wash. And it is wood. Do I love the floor with the maple? Absolutely not. I think that's a miss. And just to take one more second, I don't love wood floors in a kitchen. I don't love wood floors in a bathroom. I happen to have both of those things going on in my home. And, you know, this was done well before I moved in and they don't look great. I can see where the fridge had an issue a few years back. I can see where people in the bathroom splash out of the shower and didn't put a bath mat. And that's not a good look. I'm a big fan of tile, not only because it's more durable in cases of water damage, but also because it will definitely, well, almost definitely, contrast with wood cabinets, right? Unless you go for a wooden type tile, which I would not recommend in a place with wooden type cabinets. I don't love something faux next to something legit in the similar texture. That's all to say that I do think that this is a great inspiration image for you to hold on to, but I don't think it's perfect in my opinion. So as it's translating to the renderings that you've got, I love the idea that you're going for a bold blue with some of the cabinetry. Do I think it feels completely cohesive to have the pantry unit and the space around the fridge be the navy as well as the island and have the rest of the cabinets be the warm maple? Not really. I think it's more exciting and more of something special to just have the island be the navy and have the cabinetry around the fridge. And then because the pantry is so built in, I mean, it does have drywall on three sides, I would probably just make that a normal looking door because it looks rather strange just to have the faces of the cabinetry without any of the walls of the cabinetry, if you know what I'm saying. No framing for those cabinets looks a little strange. You know, do I love the gray wash wood with the maple? No, no, you already know that I don't love that. I would prefer that you do tile. I know some people like that super continuous line, but I would prefer something then that's a little bit warmer. It could be along the lines of those, those maple cabinets, maybe just a little bit darker, or maybe just a little bit lighter, but this totally different tone going from warm to cool is just not working for me. I really appreciate and enjoy the different countertop on the island as opposed to the countertops in the kitchen because the countertops in the kitchen are all black. There's a lot of countertop, which is wonderful, but it's very heavy. So I like the idea of doing something different. You know, in your inspiration photo, the cabinet countertops were very dark black and then the island was very light, like a white. I didn't love that super stark contrast. I would prefer something with a little bit more veining, something that leans a little bit more gray so we don't have like this black and white effect. Um, but yeah, 
Looking at these pictures, I much prefer all the cabinetry to be maple and the island to be the star of the show in terms of that special accent. You know, it kind of reminds me of people who do an accent wall, right? An accent wall, if you're going to do one, which is not always my favorite choice, needs to be highlighting a wall that's really special. Now, the more you use that accent wall, like if you're using a special wallpaper on multiple walls, it no longer becomes an accent wall and it just looks like uh, maybe you ran out of wallpaper. Maybe you ran out of that special pink color. And that's kind of what it reminds me of when you're using the blue in multiple locations. It's like, why are we using it in three locations? Shouldn't we have just done it all the way around? Was she too afraid to just have navy cabinets in general? But a lot of people are doing just the island being different in terms of the look. And I think that really works. There we go, guys. That's my opinion. Uh, I am actually picking out a new countertop for my island as we speak. Let's see if I can survive the paint debacle. You know, I just wrote my contractor and I was like, I don't know. I might need a break. <laughs> I might need to put the brakes on part of this project and just move in and feel good before we do anything superfluous. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm also a fan of getting everything over with. Let's just get it over with. Well, guys, this podcast is now over with. You're saying, Betsy, I want more. I want even more. Well, you should become a premium member. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. There you will see a way to become a premium member for as little as $5.99 a month. You can support this podcast. You can hear, hear even more about my trials and tribulations and my design diaries. Oh my gosh. I just released a four or five part series last month on my move-in inspiration, my design musings, as I am finding over 200 new items for my own house. So it's been a journey and I'd love to take you along with me in my premium podcast episodes. There's over 80 now, so you can't get enough. Just head over there, support the podcast and listen to even more amazing episodes. Until next time, everyone. Bye. asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about.
A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.